If Anya ever saw that blasted box again, she was going to chop it into a million bits. Laird Stephen hadn't been able to manage it, but there was no force on earth as powerful as an irate Highland lass. How dare that bloody thing interfere with her plans to face her Laird and pay for her sins? How dare it thrust its magic upon her and cast her into a world of great mottled boars and enormous naked men? Ach, make that a single enormous naked man. The other two she'd seen had been naked but not enormous. That hadn't made them any less terrifying when they'd been trying to rape her. The one now running through the forest at alarming speed while cradling her in the brawniest pair of arms she'd ever seen ought to terrify her too. He clearly wasn't human. Not with those bulky teeth and animal eyes, those pointed fingernails, and that luxurious body hair covering his chest and stomach, and growing thick and tempting between his legs. But for some reason, she wasn't afraid. Mayhap, twas the way the skin of his cheeks above his thick black beard had turned a shy shade of pink when she'd noticed his excitement, or the way his eyes had crinkled at the corners when she'd asked how many men might be after them, or the way his scent of pine and clean, dusty dog made her think of home and happiness and safety. Or mayhap she was merely addled from when the other man had hit her in the head. Ach, It felt like someone had flayed her skull open upon the blacksmith's anvil and pounded away at it with the devil's own hammer. Furthermore, it seemed to be morning, wherever here happened to be. Yet to her weary bones and heavy eyelids, it felt like the middle of the night. The rocking motion of the man's loping stride tempted her towards slumber. A great yawn stretched her mouth. After it passed, she asked, Where are you taking me? To my home. Such guileless eyes. She could hardly look away from their captivating color. A brown as bright and pure as hardened tree sap glinting in the sun. Content, he hadn't said, torture chamber or slave house. She rested her cheek on his firm shoulder and let sleep claim her. A change in the soothing rocking motion woke her. She opened her eyes to bright sunlight. Her headache assaulted her afresh, as did other aches and pains too numerous to count. But she didn't fash about any of that. Summit was wrong. She recognized this dip-rise-pause sort of walk. Her rescuer, or was he her captor, was limping. While she'd been asleep, They'd passed into a narrow meadow of fluttering wheat-colored grass. He skirted the meadow, keeping close to the crumbling stone wall at the tree line. The sun kissed her face, but its warmth was a mere flicker of a candle compared to the raging bonfire of the man's chest, which heaved with exertion and heated her through her dress and shift like a bedwarmer. He'd been carrying her for what felt like hours— He'd slow to a walk, but still, his arms didn't tremble. She let her head fall back on his shoulder to study his face. Tension pinched the skin at the corners of his eyes. How long did I sleep? He startled, and suddenly his gait became smoother. A while, he said, avoiding her gaze. 
He did not wish for her to find weakness in him. She understood that. How far to you home? His gaze swept the path before them, alert though his eyelids drooped with weariness. His skin had taken on an ashy pallor. Not far. How far? His lips twitched. He didn't answer. Put me down. No. You're weary. And injured, if his complexion was any indication. When she'd first seen him, he'd been crouching over her with splatters of blood on his face, chest, and legs. She'd assumed it was because he'd just killed two men to save her. But what if some of the blood was his? He shrugged, a powerful bunching of muscle beneath her cheek, as though the fact of his weariness was barely worth considering. Stubborn man.